Diablo Bang. Hans, how was uh, your afternoon? Did you have a good night? Court. Hey! Uh, I was rudely interrupted. Court. (laughs) That's how season three's gonna be. Ooh, pardon the interruption with Bon Scott. I forget whatever <laughs> shitty sports guy has that show. It's some, uh, it's such a machismo show. This, I'm so excited. We are off to such, well, it, uh, you could say bittersweet. You could also use another kind of food analogy, ham-fisted. Uh, <laughs> There's ham involved, for sure. Um, but I'm so stoked. Season three is starting off. Well, with a bang, uh, I think with a with with a bang, somebody's got a a sign on their tombstone that says "Out to Lunch." Yeah, oh yeah. So we're back, season three, with the the huge the huge cruise. Uh, we got uh, ADA Ash Van Gehring. Hello, Baby Bailiff, Harvey Van Heel. You want to say hello? No. Defense Attorney Hans Carl Frywald. I say hello. You say. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's the name of the episode, I'm just saying. And with <laughs> us, as always, is Judge Case, Judge Case Van Eel. There we go, Ooh, baby. We're, sharp, we're in sync. So, yeah, as Hunt said, season three, episode one, entitled, Hello, Goodbye. Uh, let's think. I, I know I come in with the description here, but I feel like we're going to get into it. Let me just, uh, without any spoilers... Uh, we, we say goodbye to a loving member of the last, well, a couple, one yeah. not so loved member of the last season, one what are very you talking beloved about? member, one and, maligned. and we, 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 we meet a fun side character that we all certainly love, who's probably, yes. uh, already hung himself in a shower by the end of this episode. Yep. And we meet a new uh, cast member who's going to be with us for the rest of the run. The ride. The ride. On the ride, baby. And we meet somebody that gets off the ride kind of quick. Very, very quickly after. <laughs> sadly. So that's what I got for, for our description. Because uh, the, the, basically, they're looking for a new bailiff. I think that's yep. as, that's as uh, succinct as we should be on that, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what we started, and that's my first note, is Harry's interviewing the first one of many candidates, to which uh, my note was Babeliffs. Ooh, my note was just Busty Bailiff. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of... Attractive- my mental note was, are you kidding me? No, I thought it was really funny, but we, Casey, before we started the episode, had a debate, and we were like, they're they're going to acknowledge that Selma died, right? And I said, well, they would have to because I know the next next season, season four, I have read a quote that they use in the episode regarding two characters' deaths, one being Selma, one being one in the future. Double spoilers! <laughs> I did not! So I was just like, of course they're they're going to address it and say that that's what happened. And then I really genuinely was like, oh my gosh, they're just not going to say anything. Right. Yeah. I thought maybe they'd just move on to the bailiff interview. Uh, 
I mean, I, I, I made a little note, and this is might as well start because the first shot starts with Harry. And I was telling you, I think, uh, off pod, Casey, is like, oh, Harry Stone. In this episode, we get the classic, the bad, the bad, and the ugly. We get like every yeah. side of Harry that we've discussed is like not our favorite angle on Judge Kaiser T. Stone. And it starts off with every woman loving him. And it also starts Mm -hmm. off with the 80s trope of, so, can you tell me about yourself? Like, turning to look just directly at her nipples. I will say, though, I totally agree with you, Hans. And we'll absolutely get it once we go down the line of the, the episode. I think that they've used all of these traits of Harry's. But for the first time ever, I think they've used them purposely, like for a purpose of moving a story forward. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Um, we'll see. This this is this is going to be interesting because he is not the, the show. starts early. Okay. Yeah. Like, I like it. Dan, and th- maybe this is foreshadowing, but I'm we're just thinking off the top of my head is like the Dan Field. Like we don't see like horny for Lorny Dan Fielding. No, he's we do not. He's pretty straightforward this episode. Yeah. Well, he's in mourning. He's not horning. Yeah. He's mourning. Mourning. <laughs> Actually, we get a pretty um, noble view of Dan Fielding this episode, do we not? He's a pretty- I think so. But, I mean, he definitely also makes the joke when With, Christine comes that's in. That's true. Like, that's true. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he definitely gets his licks in with the, the babe lift, like that Casey's talking about right now. But I think it's I think it's subdued, mm-hmm. definitely, and I think he has a really good moment of pushing the exposition. Yeah. Speaking of exposition, so who would you prefer, a Babeliff or Dirk? Dirk, the famous Dirk. He's yeah. back. So we baby. meet. Oh, we meet the Babeliff. And then Bull enters, and then they kind of do the classic TV thing where, like, the Babe Liff is hot for Bull immediately. Right. For no reason. She leaves, and Harry's still, like, wiping the drool from his chin. And uh, Bull goes, she's got some brass. And Harry's like, wait, what? And he's like, you can tell by the way that she, he polishes the brass. She really respects the station, really respects the uniform. And then is that's that, when we Is there get... a sexual innuendo with brass? Yeah, I think it was meant to be. Harry hears ass. Bull only sees brass. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a stretch. Oh, By the way, Bull... I didn't... Yeah. I was thinking maybe like an old-timey Western, like, like a house of frivolity where they had brass beds. See, sure I thought if it was going to... That's that's even a yeah, stretch. No, I thought if it was gonna be sexual, it was gonna be talking about her breasts because they have like the brass badges on their chest. Uh, yeah. Boy. Either way, I think it was intended as an innuendo. Right, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, which is then stomped on by Dirk, beer. the temporary bailiff. Love Dirk. I love Dirk. Dirk He's the saddest great. man in all of Night Court Land. He's so sad and needy. I love him. Uh, real quick, we also get a new character affect from Bull, which I think is going to be around for a long time. 
And it's just kind of where he just changes an octave in his voice for a simple response. He just goes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's a new thing. I have a question because I was looking up stuff for Murky Post for this episode. By the way, I I really didn't find anything. So a spoiler alert. But it was I found an article talking about bulls like signature line and it's okay and i was like i don't think we've heard it yet that has yet to be but that reminds me of a lot of the stuff that that you just mentioned his new thing is like being like okay it's kind of like a johnny carson isn't it a little bit i guess yeah oh so okay so So, in comes dirk temporary bailiff dumb temporary bailiff he has a. They ask Dirk what he's done with Donovan, and he's like, "I sent him down to the, you know, the thirty, you know, thirty second floor." And they're like, 32nd? That's where we send the ladies." And he's like, "I thought she was a lady." And they're like, "Dirk, it was a man in a dress." Cut to scream, uh, or he's like, "Wait, right about now they're doing the." Strip scream, to which now we get old leather strop Kaiser Harry because Dirk just looks at him a little shakily, and he just goes, "I'm gonna get a ribbing for the he's he's a human Hans Mole man. (laughs) I'm gonna get a ribbing for this one, aren't I, sir? Yes, Dirk. To intro, to which we don't see. I guess we should mention it." We do see our new character, one new character, Marky Post. I forget. Do you guys remember yep. what her intro card is? What's she doing? Um, yeah, she's just she she's got blonde, you know, her blonde signature hair, which she didn't have this episode. Yeah, but it's her signature hair, and she's like sitting back in a chair or something. Yeah, she's got like, like mid conversation. Gotcha. Like yeah, pantsuit. Okay, mid conversation. Um, so clearly from a few episodes ahead. Gotcha. It's very bright. I will say that. It's a it's a joyous section. Yeah. Like you're like, whoa. Yeah. And the light um, so she's, the light is out and there's no more title card for nope. Billy Young. Billy Young. Sent packing. So we then Which by the way. It really is kind of awkward that they just don't mention her. They mention oh, yeah. someone else. Uh, no spoilers, but yeah, no one talks about Billy at all. Ever. She's rest she's to rest in a cornfield somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we come back. Speaking of, we're about to meet her replacement ostensibly, right? Yeah. Uh so we come back to the courtroom and they're about to call it to order and we just hear like Harry from the wings going, "Back." What? You know, like, I'm waiting for my cue, and there's no cue. And then Max, like, yeah, Bull's not here. He's not, you know, we don't know what's going on. And we kind of get the murmur through the courtroom, and we see Dan, and now we see Christine Sullivan, the new ADA. And uh, then we're uh, forced to have Dirk call the court to order. Real quick, just because I love this joke, because it's so self-deprecating. As Christine comes in, she's in a huff. She's rattling through some papers, and she walks by some classic gallows fair, and she stops with this guy with a dirty face. 
And she doesn't look up and she's like, all right, uh, here, here is like, and she goes, hi, Christine Sullivan. And he just reaches out his hand. She's not looking at him. He goes, Tony, or Christine Sullivan, new DA. Uh, what do I have? Tony Sanders. I don't think that's his name. Scum. And she looks up. Phil. <laughs> his name's Phil. Phil. Because he, I believe, I, I may be wrong, but he will be a reoccurring character. Oh, really? He is the he is the hobo that Blackie that we all were like, oh, is Blackie like Dan's assistant? I think that guy stays on oh, as the oh, hobo sidekick to Dan Fielding. So more to come I recognize Phil him. the scum. I like it. Phil scum. Scum. Phil scum. <laughs> God. But um, as you mentioned, Bull is nowhere to be found, and we're left with. Dirk. Dirk. He really, and he mucks it up. He's got a big aluminum cross. He's really trying hard because he's told everybody's got a promotion, even his grandparents. Right. So if you would please give Dirk a chance. Can't get it. So he calls everything to order kind of haphazardly. Court is in session to which Harry really turns on the scummery, does he not? Ooh, op- oh, open man. The, I was like, open the chovy tin. Fuck. Billy was... is nowhere to be found, oh, and Harry is none the carer. Well, that dog's out to hunt. Holy he does shit. not care. That, oh my gosh, the way he looks at Marky Poe seems like she could make a good dog break a leash. Ugh. He, one of my notes, and I forget how it happens, is like she extends her hand to him and he rubs he giggles. He giggles and then he rubs her forearm, feeling the material, and goes, felt? And she's like, No, it's cashmere or whatever. And and he's like, No. And then he rubs it and he's like, Felt now, or some gross He sucks. He it's, sucks. It's- <laughs> it's smarmy and he really Harry Anderson does a really good job because he he gets up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at a prepubescent boy. Uh, but but then it, it mm-hmm. doesn't help when we call the case to order and it's one of Harry's, Hooker Harry's best pals. From the and she's going gaga for Harry. She loves his haircut. He thinks he's great. Well, but first, before we start, so when they're, when Christine is introducing herself and she was like, I was here... You know, whatever ago, and he was just like, right, we had some problems, didn't we? And she was like, yeah, but we got through them. And she was like, you had a habit of interrupting. And then he interrupts her. Mac, what's the next case, huh? What are we doing? Like, such a... I mean, oh, boy. Which, it's a, as a, like, it's a cute bit for the joke in theory, but it's also, I guess, now with, like, the time's up and all the mansplaining shit get, getting called out, like, I was just like, I shuddered. I was like, Ugh. oh. And once I'll give you it for the joke, he does it, like, four times. Harry mansplains all over this episode. Oh, it's like, yeah. put it in your pants, Harry. I'm ta- Next year, Women's March, third annual, New York City. I'm rocking a Harry T. Stone sign. I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it for you, for Harvey, Meg, my mom, <laughs> Harry's mom. Possibly your baby. Potentially baby Harry. 
yeah, so Christine kind of m- meets the gang. Dan, as we mentioned earlier, he mistakes her for some lady he met in the Kokomo's or somewhere, or like <laughs> Las Vegas. Uh, actually, where John Larroquette's from, from the French Quarter, New Orleans. She was doing the snake dance. Which and now we like, know, no, if you were listening to the last Jerk Practice episode, it's actually some collegiate wrestler without any legs. <laughs> <laughs> she wrestled D1. <laughs> oh, check it out. Um, um, I think Christine takes it all in stride, though. But she, she hates She Harry. shouldn't, but yes. Like, I will say there is such a... Oh, you like her, though. There is such a shift... In terms of character, like, I felt like almost like Liz was back again. Like, I felt like there was a strong female yeah, who may have been getting stepped on a little bit, but didn't didn't complain, didn't whine, just bowled through it and ended up winning in the end of the episode. So I was she was fabulous. No, and she does it. Marky Post does a great job because in the scene, they call the case to order and it's a prostitute. Um, so we've already established the the uh, the gag of Harry talking over her. Right. She tries to do her job as a district attorney, the city versus, and Harry's just kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she says, I love your hair. And he's like, I just got a haircut. And Christine is trying to do her job. And Harry's like, ah, yeah, go see me again? Eh, 50 bucks. Get out of here. And she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he super also gives her shit because she didn't notice the haircut. Like no one else noticed. I I mean, I haven't seen you in a while, but he's a butthole. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, current. But he <laughs> makes. But again, I my the part he's that I love about the episode is he makes her look so good. Right. No, he's doing his thing by I, comparison. You, you know, we love Harry, but he's definitely they butthole. Oh, I'm not this, defending this Harry. I'm saying I, I'm just I'm glad that the women got one for the team this time. Um, so yeah, we we get to see the 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 new dynamic. Yep, Christine struggling to keep her head above water. Dan's just laying back and let Harry letting Harry run the show, and uh, Dirk's just mucking up the whole process. But luckily for Dirk, we're about to see what Bull's been up to. Oh baby. Uh, the door. This, this was my favorite joke. Oh, it's so good. It's wonderful. So the doors to the court burst open. No, not yet, because they're still talking. Harry's still like, Mac, you haven't heard from Bull? And Mac's like, I called his, like, his landlord, like, his neighbor. He didn't come home last night. Like, I've called everybody. Like, I don't know where this guy is. And then Harry says something to Dan, like, not verbatim, but in terms of like, bull, it seems it's taking a sabbatical. And Dan makes the joke, well, the circus is in town. Well, no, I feel like I feel like Mac says, well, maybe he got lucky and didn't come home last night. And Dan goes, well, I guess the circus is in town. Oh, because so only good, monsters mate with monsters. Uh, and then the- So it's just like a tee-hee-hee funny joke. Tee-hee. It, it, it pays off in spades, though. T-Bull's a freak, and then boom, the doors open, and it's Bull, <laughs> and he is drunk. He is- Three sheets to the wind. I think Max says he's slouched. He's- No, it's like he's splashed or yes, something. thank it's you. Weird... Thank you. It's, it's splashed. It's not trashed. It's not sloshed. I was like, he says splashed, splashed, splashed. What does that mean? He says, because we have the captioning on and I was just like, I've never heard that. But I mean, 
I get when you say you're splashed. I I get what you mean. Put two and two so together. it works. It sounds like a but it, network yeah, it was note. Funny. Yeah, yeah, he's splashed. Just you splashed. It's softer. So uh, yes. And then he comes in and everyone's like, "Bull, drunk." And then he's like, "Meet the guys." And then in comes the entire circus. Bearded, Bearded lady, lady. Clowns. freaks, clowns. Uh, so, so yeah, good. the joke, and that's the the. I love the joke, but I totally missed the setup because I was taking notes. Yes, that Dan mean. makes the circus joke. It's so it's per- even it's better perfect. now. It's that we're softball about if you it. get it. So you don't need the setup because it works. Because you're like, oh, we had no, a crazy a, night. Absolutely. But when you get the setup, and you know what? It, like, I, it came to me later. Like, oh my god, that is such a cool like tie-in joke. But it's it's so good, uh, drunky bull. And he goes, mm-hmm. and I think once the circus comes in town, that's actually a uh, commercial. Commercial, okay. because then we're gonna come back with Harry the dad, Harry and the dad oh, yeah. Dursons. Because we're yeah. in office, Bull's tooting around the office, old drunky, and Harry just comes in. He's just Bull, or no, Bull's lays on the couch. And he says, Christine goes up to him. She says, hey, are you all right? Is everything feeling okay? He Mm -hmm. goes, yeah, lady, thanks for asking. And he goes, who are you? She goes, she introduces herself. She goes, he just goes, you smell nummy. Harry goes, ball, ball, hey, I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed. He goes, it was just one sniff, Harry. He goes, no, bull. I want to know why you got drunk. Oh, yeah. Bull gets a lot of grief for being drunk. I mean, and I rightfully so. Like, he shouldn't have shown up to the courtroom so drunk. You're allowed to get grief for showing up to work drunk unless you work at a bar or something. But, I mean, Harry acts like getting drunk is the equivalent to, like, first degree. No, it reminded me of a PSA, and it was so over the top, hit you over the head with it, to the point where I almost felt like, well, I mean, leave Bull alone, he's having a bad day, and I was like, okay, he's wasted at work, which is at court. Like Dirk is there, picking up the weight. But they make it so, (laughs) so offensive that I almost almost went to the other side, I was just like, let a guy have a couple. I guess that just goes to show you I've never worked at like a legitimate job, I was like, yeah. No call, no show that. You got someone there to cover, yeah? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't work in the real world. But (laughs) so here is where we get served up our first official ham sandwich, in my opinion. Tell me, Paul, why were you drunk? He goes, I'll tell you why I was drunk, Harry. Because I was toasting my pal Selma, who's getting replaced today. If you want to die, go ahead, because we'll find another guy. And it's just like, holy yeah. shit. All right, I guess we're going to address the Selma issue here. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, like exactly what I said to Casey. I was like, okay, so they, they, are, they are addressing it. They're going to acknowledge that she died. Um, but I do think, number one, I think it's a cute way to address it. I really liked it, mm-hmm. that it's Bull going through it, not necessarily the drunk thing, but... The fact that it's Bull dealing with it. But then, like you mentioned earlier, Dan has a very touching moment because Christine doesn't know who Selma is. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah. Christine kind of does an aside to Dan. Oh, sweetheart. And says, who's Selma? And Dan very, very respectfully and somberly says, our bailiff, she died six months ago. And then she goes over and riles the beast. This is the first time I've seen this. She just goes, oh, bull, I I heard about your friend. I heard you were very close. I'm sorry. He goes, what do you know? Gets up and gets in her face like, he wasn't your friend. She wasn't your best friend. And then Harry goes, hey. And he like corners her and he just goes, hey, bull. And he, he goes, does. Yes. He does one of his bulls. He goes, hey, yellow. Yes. She, she backs up and. Weird. He's a monster. Yeah. He's Frankenstein. Bolenstein's was, monster. No. It was definitely, I think they did it well, though, because I don't think it's something that any character that knew Bullwell would do, but it's certainly something that me not knowing Bullwell, I would, would, I would back out the of your fuck mind. up. I'd yeah. be like, holy, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, drunk, dr- big drunk people are not fun at all. What did you just even call if, me? Even if they, <laughs> dad joke from the mom. <laughs> Oh my um, god, what why don't we have a website that's that's called Moms Telling Dad Jokes? <laughs> that shit would light up Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one that was just like these priests try and make each other laugh with bad jokes. And I was like, yeah, that's a good premise. But you can only take so much uh so much good living priest, Christianity. Priest. <laughs> So many jokes about loaves and fishes. There's only a handful. <laughs> uh, well, now you just forced me to write a loaf and fish joke. I'll get back to you on that one. Um. Um, so, yeah, we're in the room and uh, Bull corners Christine. But then she brings up a plan of, like, let's get him some f- uh, cough, black coffee and sandwiches. Like, what? I forget what the... My f- I love Hamburgers it. and sandwiches. The so, hangover cure. I was telling you earlier casey this i love this throwback this is the whole idea like wow they're treating drunkenness weird like it's either a uh like an after school special or this like they're like he's had a few too many let's get him some black coffee and roast beef sandwiches it's like that is straight (laughs) out of old school uh recovery where it's like tell an old story of the 40s how guys like got each other sober they're like he stayed in my basement for six months and I made sure he stayed away from the sauce, and I made sure he had plenty of milk and tuna fish. It's like it's always yeah. like weird, like because it's the forties. Any kind yeah. of like um, program that was started at that time, it's like it's like his favorite drink was whiskey and milk. It's like it's so amazing. <laughs> I love I love that old. It's so I I just love I, I, think, I love that old. I think throwback, definitely so. in the eighties, black coffee in the morning meant hangover. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's the it's that's the language. I the this is the first I heard of the sandwiches thing though. That's an like, oldie sand- throwback. That's a that's yeah, from the just I like did that. cold meat and white bread. Yes, Don't it, put any butter on it. He's it, yeah. he's stone drunk. So they're gonna get old <laughs> they're gonna get bull well, sobered up. Well, hold it first. It's Christine says why don't we get her get oh, him some fuck, coffee and sandwiches? Right. Yep. Harry does not say a thing and he goes, "Christine, why don't we get Bull yep. some coffee and sandwiches?" And she again, given the situation, takes it in stride for the the greater good of the moment 
and they leave. But again, she has the idea. And Harry, yeah. And he does not acknowledge it. And then he has the exact verbatim idea and says it and thinks he's a genius. And she acquiesces. She says, great idea, Harry. Oh, he wasn't being purposefully buttholey here? No. Oh, I thought he was. I think, no, I I genuinely (laughs) believe it's the running gag of like, he... Her voice is on a plane at which he doesn't He's hear. He's not used to listening to this bag, windbag. God, yeah, so good. Oh, yes, to um, inhabit such a such a, a dump this this episode. Uh, so they go to get the black coffee and sandwiches, and Harry tasks Dan with <laughs> staying with Bull. Amazing. Again, he some more valor from Dan here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he does it because he's. We see that he is genuinely friends with Bull and has Bull's best intentions. And intentions. So they leave, and then Bull gets up and he wants to leave. And Dan gets in his face and is like, "No, I will not move." And he's like, "I'll twist you into a pretzel." Don't make and me Dan, invent the human pretzel. Yeah, Dan stands pretzel. his ground. Stands his ground and will not move. Cut to the hall. You have another Dirk esque. City employee walking well, by, and you just hear. You hear Dan scream bloody murder as Harry and uh, Christine come in with a comedic amount of cold cut sandwiches. Right. Well, you see Bull saunter out, so you know something's going on. They come in, and Dan, good talk about yoga. Holy Larraquette. Jesus! He's literally oh, got yeah. what is like legs behind his head. He's he's pretzeled up. He is a human pretzel, literally. He is absolutely pretzeled up. I would also say, like, for an actor, I was just worried those pants were going to bust. Like, I was just like, good for you oh, yeah. for yeah, just going buttholes, in this right in, in a three-piece suit. Oh, yeah. So they come in, and they're, I forget who says it. It may be Mac, but it wrote down the note. Someone refers to him as a... Uh, Twisted Mister. Yeah, what's up with that? Is that was that a thing? Was that a th- just a pre- no? I think it's just a, a reference twisted to sister. Twisted Sister. Oh, because like, they were a- around by that time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. So I was like, oh, something prior to Twisted Sister. Okay. No, this is this is 1985. Gotcha. When yeah. this came out, so yeah, they were they were definitely in, so yeah in fashion. And then Mac teases. Dan about doing a Picasso impression basically because he's all twisted up and oh yeah, I love Mac's when a man of the world when Mac Mac literally does Mac gets the vapors when he first comes in and sees Dan and so <laughs> yeah. <goes>, oh my oh <laughs> yeah. I I do think it's funny enough to point out that they don't get him out of it on camera because no. I, when they cut away to get him out of it I was like that must have been so hard for him to do like bless Larrakat for for really selling it right and whoever had to set him up like that um so then they're all together it's I believe it's Mac and Harry yeah and they're trying to figure out where Bull is and they I think they explained to Christine like there's only two places Bull would go when he's sad either the furnace or the roof. He is a monster. They treat him like a monster. When I heard that he's line, Quasimodo. Because like, yes, exactly. I was like, oh, I know he goes on the roof. He's probably going to on the roof. They're like two places. He's either in the basement by the furnace. It's like you have to add the furnace line, or he's on the roof, which, as we know, he's likely to go. Yeah, he's been in the past. 
Uh, so they're like, so they go to like check him out to see where he is. If like, well, it's easiest to see if he's on the roof. So I believe they poke their head out and they're like, oh my God, is that him? And of course, yes, he's on the roof, but Bull is also wearing a cape. Right. That's right. Is it like, is it a fall throwback? Is it like a callback to the circus? Why does he have a cape on? I don't know. I it was like a, I think it was just like a throwaway gag. Like, I agree they've already made him a monster, but now he's a monster with a cape. I guess so. And I they need something to to make the joke later, or not joke, but like the reveal later about falling off the roof. Which I yeah. get. Which basically I guess we can get to. So Harry's looking up. He's looking out the window. He's looking up at the roof. He's telling mm-hmm. Bull to get down. Bull throws up off the side of the roof, which I thought was going to yep. be a classic gag. A little, spittle, a little splash. Didn't happen. And then we find out that Bull, that Christine has taken it into her own hands to go up and try and talk Bull off the ledge. Right. Without them noticing. Right. So Harry. So I believe like Harry leans out and he has Mac tie his arm to the Venetian blind string. Right. In case he goes, and then all of a sudden they go, ah! because it seems as if Bull threw Christine off the roof. Essentially, right. He went rogue. But what it is, is so you hear the scream, you don't know what happened. Harry comes in from the window, and then Mac just informs He's like, they called from downstairs. They said something fell off the roof. Yeah. Cut to commercial. And then mm-hmm. we come back, and then it's discovered. They're like, what's going on? What fell off the roof? To which Bull arrives at the door. Frankenstein with the damsel in his arms. Right. And he brings Christine, who has fainted, and she's fainted because uh, Bull's cape flew off the roof, and she <laughs> thought it was him. Which we don't see, which I love. Like All of this talk goes into this thing we're never going to see. The cape. The mysterious yeah. cape. Yeah, it is very. Again, I will say, I I'm, I I said at the beginning, I love 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 this episode, but I'm back in the program eating ham sandwiches and black coffee because we're having a lot of we're having a lot of pulled pork here. <laughs> so they come, they bring Christine in, and um, Bull thanks her for siding with him, like being his pal, right? Like believing in him. Uh, my second favorite gag is now because Bull apologizes to Dan and Dan's like, yeah, it's all right. Think nothing of it. And then Dan saunters out like stooped over like a crab as the physical hangover of his pretzel time, which I was like, that's hilarious. It got the biggest nothing of it. It got like the biggest laugh of the nothing beats physical humor when it's done well. And he just it's like he just. Like, I don't, yeah, like a human crab, I can't describe, he's a big guy, so he just kind of, like, hollowed himself out and kind of sauntered out. It was, it was super, super funny. Emmy funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then we have that moment where old Ham Sandwich Harry comes back. Yeah. And he and Bull hash it out. Get the real talk, baby. We have some real talk about life. RT, I'd Selma have to die. What's the meaning of life, of Harry? Life. Cue oh, the God, music, which there should have been music. 
A guy who does parlor tricks for a living. Right, he swallowed right. a monkey whistle for God's sake. I was like, sakes. you, you throwing up, you giving him this softball here. Uh, what does Harry say? I don't know, Bull. I don't think anybody knows. But what I do know is while we're here, we have to hold on to each other real tight. Real tight. To which Bull grabs Harry's butt cheeks and spreads yeah, them. lifts him. It gives him the Seagal buns lift. And as they're hugging for an, an uncomfortable amount of time, yes, as if sent from the gods above, so good, saunters in uh, the saltiest, sand, sandiest old broad since Selma Diamond. Do you dare you she say said, saltier and, and sassier? I'm definitely not. This is like, this is like diet Selma Diamond. Diet Selma, I love it. Okay, I'm going. I'm coming hard. She's fine. She just doesn't have the edge. She's right. a little too grandma. Yeah, yeah. She's a yeah. She's a bit bubblegum. She's, she's bubblegum and Selma's salty. a bandit. Skull bandit. <laughs> Selma's just straight up tobacco. Yeah. Just a long leaf tobacco. I mean, and that makes sense, doesn't it? What is the bailiff's um, name? I forget her name. I know the actress's name. It's Florence Hallop. Uh, Hallop. I'm gonna have to figure out how to pronounce it. Character's name. They never say it. Oh, okay. And I, they never say it. But uh, I think her real name is Florence. And I think in in homage to Selma being Selma, I think her bailiff name is Florence, Florence as well. Okay. Um, oh, but no, they okay. never say it. Got it. So she. Gets the job, no ID, no background check, Nothing. and I heard, I heard no you references. from the from the other room, and before I had seen this episode, I knew who was replacing Selma. Yeah, and I was like, "That's so odd." They picked just like the same character. Why not go in a different direction? Because you could do anything with a bailiff. But I liked how I, I think they went in the same direction casting wise because Selma worked and Selma wouldn't have been fired or changed had Selma Diamond not passed away. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I do like how they addressed it and how Bull picked yeah. the replacement because she was like Selma. Not that right. it it just so happened that after we saw this babe in this babe lift that they pick someone like that's a splitting image of Selma in most in the most right. characteristic aspects. No, they don't go by qualifications or yeah. looks. Like they're hugging. She goes, "In case, in case you're interested, the music stopped." So oh, we're yeah. like, "Wait, who are you?" Classic. Did I jump the, the gun? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, we were right there. So basically, their reaction is always like, "Hey, who are you?" Like, "Are you here for the bailiff?" And she's like, no, "What she am I wearing? Said- a wetsuit?" She, yeah, she said that. She's like, I'm here for the job. And he sh- like the interviews. And he was just like the bailiff interviews. And she's like, what is this? A wetsuit? And he yes. goes, that was yesterday. And she went, I'm late. And they're like, do you have experience? And her response is 106 years. Yeah, no, uh, do you have references? Do no. We, do you have experience? And then do you, yeah. A hundred. Yeah. She's going, we're getting years. into like Santa Claus territory. But uh, maybe <laughs> she's a demigod. Maybe no, but uh, so it's it's cute. I like it. But then Paul literally acts like he's getting a puppy. Oh yeah, and verbatim says to Harry, "Can we keep? Can I keep her?" 
Because right yeah. before he says that, Ugh. Bull like walk looms over her and is just like moon faced. And I forget what he says, but she goes, You're a weird man. And then that's the moment where he's like smitten and he's like, Harry, can we keep her? And yes. Yep. So uh, she and- gets hired. He uh old bull, he's he's right back at it. He's excited. He says, Hey, let me show you where we stand for eight hours. I oh, <laughs> you yeah, know he's... what she says? <laughs> she just turns to Harry and says, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> she is yeah. So she's never hired. She just hangs no, out. And then no, but then he says something else after that. She turns back and she goes, I'm gonna need a raise. Well, he says, Don't worry, you can just lean on me. And she's uh, and she says, "Well, what do you say? You just hold out your arm, and we tie a swing to it, and I'll just sit there." And he thinks about it. And he just goes, I "Forgot." Okay, okay, okie dokie. I'm gonna need a raise. <laughs> Why? Because you're swinging on a human swing? Yeah, because this is the only reason you got the job. Don't make fun of him. Yeah, I'm I'm against Florence already. I was before. Now I really am. I think she's cute. I I think they probably should do what they end up doing in the first place, but I, I mean, I like her. So did God. He <laughs> couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> we got to punch this up. God's network notes. One, let's say splashed instead of trashed. It's a little softer. Let's kill the second man. <laughs> And we need some diversity in here. Wink, wink. You know, oh, God's the I think worst. Also, I think also they would have veered a little further had they not switched up the DA as well. That's oh, true. yeah, That's sure. a lot. To, that's a good idea. That's, like, that's, that's I, I mean, point. I really think, like, that's that's a huge thing to do. And I something that I randomly thought of when we were watching this, because I agree with you guys in that Dan was a little more... Dan was a little less offensive and I was just like well Mac wasn't there since the beginning no so it is really Harry Dan and Bull it's true pulling this together these were two very huge cast switches no one knew that the show we have the ability of hindsight to know what works out what doesn't and that the show's going to be a super juggernaut success now with this cast no one knew that this is a lot for three seasons. They've gone through a lot of serious changes. No, it's true. If you think about it, this functions as like a, I guess you could call it like a a soft pilot. Like they get to redo yeah. the pilot and reintroduce anybody who's never. I, I We should look it up. I'd be curious if Night Court moved. The Nights. time slots? Um, and we talked about it a while ago, but maybe it moved. So they're like, this is going to be a reintroduction to the Thursday night crowd. That's I mean, a great NBC, point. Yeah. NBC is famous for moving around their shit all the time. For sure. Um, I think it ended up on a Thursday night. I think it was one of the creators of that Thursday night yeah, hot I, television, I know, but I don't, I don't know when that happened or going back to like season one, episode three. I know we talked about it, but we did. Yeah. Now that we're, I'm, I'd be curious because it, like Ashley, you're totally right. They didn't reintroduce Harry Dan. Like they just kind of let things lie. Sure. So I'd be curious, yeah. Well, they're letting things they're they're I think they're securing those characters because 
and they're letting those adapt because they work. Right. So yeah. they're not going to completely like you mentioned the change in Bull or the change in Dan. Like Dan's much less conservative now. That may not have worked as well as they thought it would. So, or Laracat didn't mm-hmm. resonate with that as well. So they're kind of in charge of their own destinies right now, I yeah. think. We saw and a so lot of a physicality from Dan. To go yeah. so far off the rails. Like, yeah, they're like, okay, he's going so far off the reservation. We need to reestablish that Harry is the dad. He's the right. boss. Right. The buck stops with Harry. So he should be the kind of like the Shovey, like sort of like um, not Art Cramden. What's the guy from uh, the the fat racist Carol O'Connor? Oh, uh, all the oh, family. You, all Archie the family. Bunker. Like, all, like a kind of he kind of had an Archie Bunkery. Like, sure. He's in charge, and he like he's an asshole. They, Everybody I think hates their also boss. Also, his his misogyny is regretful, but in like a oafish kind of way. Sure. Whereas yeah. when Dan's misogynistic, Dan is outrightedly so. Mm. So I, I think you can get away more with it coming from Harry because a lot of it's he's it's like Harry being dimwitted. Yeah. Harry doesn't look smarter than the lady. Harry. Kind of looks like the bad one. Yeah, do you oh, agree? And um, they bull has is really starting to take that Homer Simpson like uh, shift to the absurdity, like with that circus yeah. bit, and like he's. I know he's always been like the out there character, but I feel like now, like, and from what I've seen in like small yeah. clips, like when the episode when the show gets outlandish at times bulls always at the center of it yeah yeah and i think like you pointed it out perfectly hans with his new like cadence in the pitch thing right he, he needs does. his dough he needs his like <laughs> yeah bull's dough catchphrase whatever his urkel laugh do is that cheese or whatever did fuck. i do that yeah oh urkel had so many gross he was crushing it i don't think it. he Joe ever Leo. said is that cheese no he did no he had a cheese he one had a cheese yeah is he, that cheese no he his his cheese one was you got any cheese oh i had the pull string doll <laughs> The oddly kind of <laughs> racist-y pull-string doll. And so there was a time, I guess, in the late 80s, early 90s, when nerd food was cheese? Like, you were a nerd if you liked cheese? Is it because cheese is kind of stinky? <laughs> That's a thing! Like, what's he well, doing no, eating all that cheese? Urkel was kind of radish and mousy, so it's like, of course he would like cheese. He looks like a rat. Oh, maybe he doesn't like cheese. I don't know, but you're right. Like, cheese had that stigma because it was that post-70s, like, government cheese. Like, oh, cheese. Gross. Yeah. It's like that gross thing everybody has. Yeah, the cheese thing. We're going to have to do some research on nerds and cheese. (laughs) Cheese cheese nerds. Cheese nerds. Because now a cheese nerd is what? It's a foodie. It's it's cool to be a cheese nerd. Yeah. Like, you get paid a lot more than we all do for being a cheese nerd. Right, exactly. Um, speaking of cheese nerds, uh, I have a theory. Back to Dirk. On Dirk. Thank you. So Harry Dirk, he... comes in and breaks yeah. the news to Dirk, or I think they're in the cafeteria, actually. Or Are they? I don't know. I, I they're in the they cafeteria. Were... Yeah. So they are. 
He breaks the news to Dirk that, uh, or not breaks the news, but we, we've established that Dirk is not going to be the bailiff and Dirk is heartbroken. And Christine's talking to Dirk and he's like, uh, she's like, I'll, I'll be at the party later. And she's like, what's going on? It's like, yeah, Dirk's, they're still having the, um, Dirk and his family are throwing a party. Still having that party for his uh, promotion. You should see the spread they put together. And then Harry's like, oh, maybe I'll drop by. And Dirk's like, uh, maybe I'll drop by and meet the family. He's like, I don't think so. They'd kill you. And I was like, oh, Dirk is like the Fredo of a mafioso yeah. family. He's like, the, oh, my God, he is. He's like the grossy third brother who can't do anything right. I'm smart. I'm so smart. Yeah. Not the most in-depth theory, but I was like, oh. So Dirk gets kicked around at the homestead, too, by a bunch of, you know, Bronxy thugs. <laughs> oh, they wanted they wanted an inside man? The old Sopranos needed a man on the inside, so you got to send Dirk? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the guy that ends up getting muscled and totally, <laughs> oh, poor Dirk is the saddest man. He's in for his three-card Monty debts to the Sopranos. Exactly. Dirk well, ends up with the, a crush. Who is the New York boss? The one with the fat wife. Oh, I don't know. I was going to go Vincent, and then I was like, it could be any name. <laughs> is it the guy who gets his head run over by the, the car? No, I was just thinking of the one who dies in the hospital. From uh, Sopranos or fat, Goodfellas? Yeah. With the fat wife. Sopranos. Oh, we're talking about Sopranos. With the, the first, wife. the original boss. Yeah. Who gets his head, like, the, yeah. Right? Under the wheel of the car at the gas station? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't remember. Nah, yeah. cut it. So, um, okay. He, he, All right. So, Dark, Dark, Dark Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> Dirk Darkler. Um... So that that's kind of the is that the oh no all right and then we cut back to the courtroom we Dirk is disappointed but we cut back to the courtroom mm-hmm. and Bull is nursing his hangover in the courtroom he's alone enter we'll call her Bailiff Florence I'm sure we'll realize her name <laughs> soon enough and she comes in and she kind of you think she's gonna console uh, Bull she sees he's yeah. pretty somber and she comes up and he goes are you doing all right goes, no, I have a wicked hangover. Serves you right. Alcohol. Anybody that abuses alcohol oh, should man. have the worst hangover for the rest of the day. <laughs> and then Bull's like, I like you. Or no, and they, what, what does yeah. he say? There's something he's like, she's like, so I heard you were close to this Selma person. What was she like? He's like, well, she was short, she was mean, she was nasty. No, she, and she was had a abra- funny voice. Abrasive. She was abrasive. She was short, and she had a funny voice. Sounds pathetic. Sounds pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> so Don't insult my wife. Right. It's, it's it's cute. It is. It is. I I got it. That she's was, like, that was I sweet. don't get it. I'm a bombshell. I'm the bailiff. Ooh, and well, I, maybe Bull has a thing for, maybe she is the babe liftable. Maybe there's some like Bates Motel shit going on with old Bull. <laughs> Not oh, mother. No. 
Mother? It's like Jason. He's got Selma's head with the oh god bull with a burlap sack over his skull. <laughs> so we we've a, you know Bull's got his new bailiff. Uh, all is well in Night Court Land. Cut to mm-hmm. this is where I was like, not like you didn't put much effort into it. So we get our tribute to Selma. And by the way, this is as far as our tribute to Selma. Rest in peace, lover. All yeah. the laughs for two oh seasons. God, it was yeah. awesome. But they, what they do is like, did they run out of time for their time slot or something? So it just cuts. The episode ends. It comes back. Classic headshot of Selma. Yellow background. Mm-hmm. And then it's just her. She just It's her voice. just goes, I laughed. I cried. It became a part of me. To credits. I was like, ah, that's... It's okay. What do you guys? What is your was, take on it? I thought it was really cute because I don't think many shows do that to a character that dies. Okay. Um, that's also that's not from stand up. That's a line, a previous line that she said at Night Court. Oh yes, I, I absolutely know. But so I think that they took like a very Selma centric line that could very well also be used for a tribute to her and her life. I thought it was very nice. I did not expect it. And I was just like, oh, there's just like that one more touch. Like, you know, we have Harvey now. And like, if we're watching anything like an old show, like, cause we love binge watching old shows and stuff. If someone dies, like that's a part of the cast or a part of this or that. A lot of times at the end, it's just a the, the, the black card credit. of like, you know, in memory of. Right. Selma Diamond, and I think that that was their version of doing that, and I thought it was cute. I guess, I'm and I just... think if they if they didn't mention her death at all, and then it was that at the end, I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. But also, if but... you think about from what we were talking about earlier, if you let's say this was your first episode of the show, sure, and they were talking about this character dying, that's very true. That's the button on the end of the show. You're like, who the fuck is a Selma person? Right, and then you see it, and you're like, "Oh, oh, okay." It was a thing. I a think real maybe thing. the actor died or the character. You know, like it's the button because you were right. The one thing that threw me off is that they didn't do the card with Selma Diamond and then birth death. Right, that it was just her picture with that line and then credits. I'm too. Soft. I thought that I was, was I was hoping odd. for a montage. I wanted to extend it, but okay, we're also. You know, in a perfect world, of course, that would have been amazing. But this is like a 23 minute show. Right. They're going to take three minutes to do a montage. They got shit to cover. It's also like it's a TV show. It's a business like they need to get the ratings. They need to put the jokes in and they need to move on. They got to test these. There's no going back. These bull catchphrases. They can't burn up time saying thanks. Thank you. Good night. They got to come up with like. I need my ham steak. They can't put. They can't do a little montage and then end with "Thanks for all the bananas. We're sad you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking that. I was like, "That's what I would have chosen," but that is so dark. I think I just I I've made some like I've had to do some clippy montages for jerk practice, and they're so fun because you can just take out of context. So a Selma montage would be so good with one liners, and then put some of it to slow motion. Go ahead. Are montages? Oh, yeah. Can you help? Are montages a thing in 1985? 
Like, no, I'm serious. Like, does a montage actually even exist? You've seen well, ski movies. Them, but... uh, no, I think they've done them, but not necessarily in the, like, the capacity of, like, you know, good, good night, good luck, you know, like an Oscar montage. Oh, I gotcha. Sure. Like that posthumous thing. All right, well. All right, gavel bangs for the montage list episode um, one. I have mine. I will not change mine, but I'm going to go last because I, I think we may split. Uh, I'll start. I'll say seven. Mm-hmm. I'll second that seven and I'll go with an eight. 9.5. Ooh. I, mean, I, was, I won't argue with you. I was I up really... there with you. Yeah. I don't think it's the best I've ever seen, but I think it is such a breath of fresh air um, to not for the super serious thing to be something that we all kind of got and were with, right? Which is Selma and you know Bull dealing with that. Number two, I I, I, Mar- I feel bad for Ellen Foley. I really do. Marky Post just hits her notes oh, so yeah. much better though. Everything is so much more fluid. I feel like a an adult again. Like there's a real woman, like in the courtroom, you know, jabbering with the boys and and able to keep up. And I I just I think that's some of the Florence glow. She <laughs> she's the Kirstie Alley to our cheers. I, yeah, night I cheers. I really do think she is. Like night it's cheers. it's night cheers. No, and that's what Bull was doing. He was night cheers. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I just thought that the pace, good Lord, the pace mm-hmm. was, was so much better. Yeah, it was. The pace of the episode was faster. Like we whipped through this episode. I was thinking the, the same thing. Yeah. Were like, because, but also because everybody didn't take two minutes to go <laughs> with their, you know, affectation of whatever someone had said previously. Right. It yeah, just was whip smart. There weren't any, like, over the top, like, all of the big gags were great. Like, the gag of the circus reveal yeah. was huge just because the sheer amount of, like, circus folk. Um, But there was no, like, weird, like, cup of soup with a tentacle coming out of it right. or, yeah. like... Um, or it w- it wasn't the nuclear arms race episode with that odd, dark on the nose comedy. It was like this is taking forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no, there um, was, yeah, there was not a lot of jargon. It was just boom, boom, boom. The gags were good. The Dan gag, the physical gag he did was great. That's good. There was just, I mean, there were some hammy moments, but sitcoms are hammy at times. I need to be yeah. forgiving. That's all right. So seven, uh, eight, and a nine and a half. That's not a bad start for season three, I'll tell you that. Especially yeah, from we... coming from Ash, starting oh, with a yeah. nine point five. Where can she go from there? I don't know. Marky Post has got a lot of work ahead of her. She better to she maintain better keep that hairdo. Uh, that's like the fifth time Ashley's mentioned that hairdo. So she better keep it yeah, high and tight. Well, yeah. So yeah, there we go. It's a good good way to start season three. The night is long and full of babe lifts. Have a banana. Or you're dead. And you're dead. (laughs) Or will be dead soon. (laughs) Eat your bananas. (laughs) God's Uh, waiting. 
I got notes. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. Hello and goodbye. Uh, That was like a a bull attempt, but there's only one bull, and that ain't no bull. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. We're on to Season 3. It's incredible. I love it. And we're off to a great start. Personally, I'm a Hallett man. Of course, tried and true. Always a Selma man first, but I'm, I'm... Digging old Flojo. Floho. Oh, boy. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Uh, If you like the podcast, please go on uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a good rate. Give us a good rate. Just rate it if you want and uh, write a a review, whatever you want. And also check out our main podcast, our mother pod, if you will. Jerk Practice, also available on those platforms, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and check us out on Facebook. At Jerk Practice Pod, plenty of good treats for you there. Thank you. Night Court. Say, tell me something. Uh, what what was this Selma like? Well, she was kind of abrasive. She was short, and she had a funny voice. <laughs> How pathetic. Quite a story, huh? I laughed, I cried, it became a part of me. (laughs) 